0: Hi, everybody. This is Wintry. This is the Fantasy Wrestling Talk Podcast. It's the only podcast dedicated to advanced Wrestling, if you're a return listener. And thank you for listening. If this is the first time listening to this podcast, basically what I do is I compare WWE television, Raw, SmackDown, and Pay-Per-View, and I compare it to playing fantasy sports. Um, if you guys have never listened to this podcast, I try to keep it to about 15 to 20 minutes long. I tell you who to start and who to sit, who had a good week, who had a bad week in terms of fantasy. And I try to help you win and give you information that'll help you win your fantasy wrestling leagues. I know there's a lot of fantasy wrestling leagues out there. And right around now is when you're looking at the playoff season. Um your wrestling fantasy wrestling league will probably end WrestleMania, so now you're at the point where you gotta tighten up your roster, figure out what you're gonna do, and hopefully this information will help you win and or get the extra player or wrestler, as you may. That'll help you win your fantasy wrestling week. Um, so let's go over the three things that we learned during the week that have implications for fantasy wrestling. Uh, number three is next week, or this week that's going to happen, is AOP and Karrion Cross are going to have a confutation. I'm, sh- I'm saying that wrong. With uh, Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits. I don't know what direction they're going to go with this. I don't think they're actually going to have a match this week. But i like to see what kind of um, direction they're going to use for AOP. If they're going to be in the bodyguard type and protect Karen Cross, or if they're actually going to fight in the tag team division. This is actually what I like to see when this eventually happens in the fact that AOP is not a great tag team. They're more of a bodyguard type tag team and they won't have a lot of matches. So I like to see what kind of capacity they're going to be used when there's a, a confrontation, um, a meeting, um, you know, a contract sign, something like that. I want to see where AOP sits in this kind of storyline. So it's gonna be interesting where going forward where AOP is gonna fit with Karrion Cross. Uh, number two, biggest thing we pay attention to during the week is Butch changed his name back to Pete Dunne. Uh, he did this in a tag team match with Tyler Bate, and he took on Pretty Deadly. Uh, this is better for his character. He's more suited to this Pete Dunne character than he is Butch. And if you have him, you have to be happy in the fact that he he flipped a switch in that he's better and will have a better, um, probably, production potential with this character than he did for Butch. There's a limited what he could do with Butch, but as Pete Dunn, he could go anywhere for a storyline. He could do singles, he could do tag team, which he's doing now. He's got more potential. I, I can see a lot of people picking up uh, Pete Dunn now that he's Pete Dunn instead of Butch. And the number one thing we paid attention to this week is Seth Rounds is hurt. He got hurt in his, his match against Jinder Bihal. Best case scenario, he's out for four weeks. Worst case scenario is he's out for 12 weeks. This is very important in the fact that if it's four weeks, he can come back. He can fight at WrestleMania. That's a definite. If it's 12 weeks, he's right at WrestleMania, and they won't have him fight at WrestleMania because he will get more injured. Monday Night Raw this week, which is two days away from this recording, they're going to announce what they're going to do with him and what they're going to do with the world title. This is very important because if he holds on to the title, he won't fight again, probably then, until WrestleMania. This hurts um, Damian Priest. There's a whole thing of what they're going to do with the title. They can strip him of the title. They can put the winner of the Rumble, uh, have the championship title on the line. This is very important. So Monday is a very important day of what you do for the title. Uh, if you have Seth Rollins on your fantasy team, I know obviously a lot of people do because you know he's first-round talent. He went undefeated pretty much the whole year. Um, I, I, you have to get rid of him. I, I don't want to say that in a negative way, but if you have Seth Rollins on your fantasy team, I know he's your workhorse. He's a defending champion. He fights all the time, so on and so forth. But you, you have to get rid of him. You have to get whatever you can get for him. Trade. You can't, nobody's going to trade for him, obviously, but you have to get rid of him. Get some kind of points. Savage what you can because you're not going to get anything, and now's the time you need your points. So if you have him on your team, I, I don't care if they say he's going to be ready in four weeks or not. You have to get rid of him. Sorry. Didn't want to say this, but you have to. Okay. Let's get into our top five fantasy studs of the week. These are wrestlers who had the who picked up the most points fantasy-wise for fantasy points. Uh, number five. Okay, so first of all, if wrestlers are tied for points, I go by quality opponents. Uh, so there's a lot of like, singles matches. I go by who you beat. That's why there's a couple guys here that are like, hey, how come we got five points for a regular win? It's because of who they beat. Okay, number five is, D, is um, uh, Ludwig Kaiser. He won against Xavier Woods by DQ. He got five points. For a win. Uh this match got a little sloppy outside the ring. Stuff got thrown, people got hit with chairs, stairs, all that kind of fun stuff. But the referee did disqualify Xavier Woods. So um uh Ludwig Kaiser did get the win. So if you had him, good for you. you got the five points. It's a little bit of an upset, but um, they're building up Kaiser to be like a, a nasty, dig deep kind of rough guy. This is what you want to see out of him. Vinci, you can get rid of. He's kind of a waste. But Kaiser, he's showing the nastiness that you want out of a wrestler. that's a bad guy. And now he shows that he's Gooster's number one guy, obviously. So it's good for him. Good for you if you have him. Uh, Kaiser's just stepping up his game. Uh, number two is Randy Orton being solo. Uh, this was the finale of SmackDown this week. I have this as, um, well, five points, obviously, for a win for Randy Orton. but. I this just for the love of competition. That's why I got him at number four. Number three is Carter and Chance. They got the win plus five. um, And then they got another points, uh, 10 points each for defending the title. They got 15 points of the week. They beat a team of the newly named, they didn't have a name before, the Unholy Alliance, uh, Fire and Dawn, who are kind of stuck in no man's land in the tag team women's division. They, I, I don't know who they can beat. They need more time on TV than just kind of randomly just showing up and asking for a title match, which is weird. Uh, I'm gonna actually talk about Carter and Chance in a little bit, but they were my number three fantasy studs of the week. Uh, number two fantasy stud of the week is Seth Rollins. Like I said, he got five points for a win, ten points for a total defense, plus fifteen. He beat Jinder Mahal, successfully defended title, Monday Night Raw. I shouldn't have to explain it to you. And the number one fantasy stud of the week. Now listen, this is going to be a little controversy, but it's a person who actually got no points or got a lot of points. It depends on how you want to look at the situation. Okay, so Damian Priest, I, I understand he got five points for a win because he was in a tag match uh, with Finn Balor and um, against The Miz and our truth Now the question is, why would I have Damian Priest as my number one fantasy stud of the week? There's a reason why. Is because Seth Rollins is healthy, and he can stand up, and he can he is medically cleared to fight. And they don't say anything about the world title stripping him the title. Damian Priest, ha- how it says, can cash in his money in the brief briefcase at any time between now and wrestlemania and his chances of cashing in successfully went up exponentially i think i said that wrong but you guys know what i mean in the fact that now wwe has to have him pull a trigger on the money in the bay briefcase there was a kind of oh ron's gonna keep the title to wrestlemania he might not who knows what's gonna happen now that he's probably not gonna fight at WrestleMania. Damien Priest has a way better chance of cashing in the briefcase. And that's what looks, looks like it's going to happen probably at some point. It might even happen on Raw. I don't know. But with Seth Rollins probably stepping down, like I said, Damien Priest's cashing, his chances of going title skyrocket. So if you have Damien Priest, good for you. You held on long enough. You didn't think he was going to cash in before WrestleMania. Boom. His chances go up a lot. On the opposite end of the spectrum, if you have stud, you have that fantasy does. These are wrestlers that had a bad week in terms of fantasy. Um, they either had a week where they got upset or things didn't go the way that I thought they would for fantasy. Uh, number five is Ivar lost to Tozawa. I, I don't know how to explain this. I, I, Ivar should have should clean out the Alpha Academy. He beat Otis last week, and now he loses to Tozawa, which is kind of weird. So it was a little bit of an upset. That's why I have Ivar at number five. Uh, number four is Prince and Wilson. Pretty deadly, they lost to um, Dunn and Tyler Bate. Um, listen, I, they're, they're having this rematch again. I understand this from a couple weeks ago. And I know you switched um, Butch to Pete Dunn, fine, whatever. But t- pretty deadly didn't need to lose this match. I understand they did because of the change in uh, Pete Dunne's attitude and all that fun stuff, but pretty deadly being in this match was a no-win situation for them. And the fact that what are they going to do, beat the same team twice in a row, and then you had a character change. They lost two weeks in a row, one because Tyler Bate got introduced, and this week uh, Pete Dunn changed his name. They're, they're slipping down how good they are as a tag team, By having these shady operations. Um, I'm not going to get a big deal on this, but there's something that didn't really need to happen. Uh, Number three is the LWO loses credibility again to Carrillo and Garza and um, Santos Escobar. I I don't want to talk about the LWO and how they're basically jobbers and how Carlito's not really doing anything and Selena Vega doesn't really do anything and Ray's not with them anymore. It's just a sloppy tech. It's just a sloppy faction that has no credibility in the fact that their best wrestler, Santos Escobar, left them, got a brand-new tag team off the, uh, off the NXT roster. I know they're on the main roster, but uh, Carrillo and Garza, and they basically beat the LWO. I don't want to hear about it. They, LWO has no credibility. If you want credibility, go to NXT, do something. But on the main roster, they don't have any credibility. They can't beat anybody. They can't beat um, their leader. Leader and it can't beat um, Crillo and Estevar or um, Carillo and Garza. Just until you beat somebody legitimately, just don't. I don't hear about it from the WO. Uh, number two is um, Green and Nevin. They had some dissension when they were fighting the tag team match against Candice LeRae, um and Indy Hartwell. It's good. I told you this was going to happen. And since they lost the titles, they're not on the same page. This is going to be the end of the tag team. Chelsea Green's going to go up. Piper Nevin's going to disappear, kind of. I think so. So it's going to happen either in the next two weeks or so. Something's going to happen in the rumble where they separate, and it will be the end of them. But I think Chelsea Green has more potential in the singles than she does, than Piper Nevin does. But that's just my opinion. And then number one fancy dead of the week is obviously Seth Rollins, just because of the fact that I know he won. But he won short term, long term. He lost. So, if you, like I said earlier, if you have him, you got to drop him. So, Seth Rollins, um, there's nothing you can say about him. He has to be the number one fantasy dud of the week in the fact that I understand you, he got you points this week. But for the next, he's not going to fight at Elimination Chamber. He's not going to fight at the Royal Rumble. And who knows if he's going to fight at the at WrestleMania. So, that's why I have him as my number one fantasy dud of the week. As for my predictions for last week and this week, let's see how accurate I was for my predictions. Uh, last week, I said to start DIY. I said they're going to fight two guys from Judgment Day. I didn't know exactly who it was going to be, but they did win in the tag match um, against Dominic and JD. Uh, you know, not really much to go there. I knew DIY was going to win, and JD, if he fights, he's going to lose. So you just do A and B equals C, and this is what always happens. So you guys are DIY. I said to sit Piper and Evan, I said she's going to get caught. she's going to lose her match because of Chelsea Green. Um, I was correct on this, but she actually wasn't a tag match with Chelsea Green, but she did lose against LeRae and um, India Hartwell. I was correct on that. Uh, I said to um, sit Tazawa. Tazawa <sighs> did win in an upset against Ivar. I was wrong on that pick. And I also said to... Um, Sit Jinder Mahal. I said um, Seth Rollins wasn't going to lose the title. Jinder, I was correct on that. So on my four picks for last week, DIY, I was correct. Uh, Piper Nevin, I was correct. Tazawa I was wrong because he won. And Jinder Mahal lost. I was correct on that. So I had three in one week for my predictions. As for this week's predictions, um, this is including the Royal Rumble, which is on, boom, Saturday. It's about a week from now. So anything I have for predictions will actually include the Royal Rumble. So let's get into two starts and two sits. The first start is I'm going to have is um, I'm going to start Becky Lynch. I think she's going to win the Women's Royal Rumble. It makes the most sense. If they want her to fight Rhea Ripley, which it looks like it's going to happen, she's going to win this. Um, I think it's a little too soon for Bailey to win the Rumble. I think she's going to win the Elimination Chamber, which makes so fun, makes more sense So she fights Io e. Sky but I don't think they're going to have Bailey win the Rumble because I think it's too early for that storyline. So I'm going to go with start Becky Lynch to win the Rumble. Start. Also, I am going to start Roman Reigns. I think he's going to successfully defend his title in the Fatal 4-Way with AJ, um, LA Knight, and uh, Randy Orton. I think he's going to defend it successfully, and I think Roman's going to, boom, carry his title to WrestleMania. I am going to sit Gunther. Now, I, I know you're going to be like, hey, why are you sitting Goonzer? One, I don't think he is a challenger, so he's not going to fight at the Rumble in an actual match. And two, even if he's in the Rumble and he eliminates people, I can't see him actually winning it this year. He's going to win it next year. That's a different story. But I don't think Guther, he'll make the Final Four, but he's not going to win it. And the last one is, I'm going to sit Damian Priest. I know I have been talking about Damian Priest cashing in the Money in Green cute case, but it won't be this week. Boom. They're going to make the announcement on Rana, Monday Night RAW. What Rawns is doing and what they're going to do with the world title. So I don't see Damian Priest cashing in the, his money in the free case at all this week, and I don't see him winning the Royal Rumble. So I don't think he's even going to be in it because if he has the money in the free case, why would he be um, in the match? So I am going to sit Damian Priest. Woo! As for anything to look forward to this week, obviously we get the Rumble, men's and women's. Uh, we also have uh, Asuka and Carrie Sane taking on uh, Carter and Chance for the Women's Tag Titles on SmackDown. I will not touch that match because it's probably a pick-em match. And if they want to have all damage control, have all titles, this is a match that Asuka and Kerry um, Sane will win. But I'm still not touching it. And also we have a rematch from a couple of weeks ago with Austin Theory and Carmelo Hayes. Uh, this is the, the match where uh, both of them got hurt. Both of them got off for about a week or so. I, I think Carmelo Hayes needs this win more than Austin Theory. But like I said, this is like a toss-up match. I'm not going to really touch this match just because uh, it, it doesn't really need. There's no real storyline involved in this match in the fact that both times they fought, they had to have an injury. So this it doesn't really influence on where this match is going to go. So just, you know. You know, try to pay attention to those two matches, the women's tag matches and the Austin Theory, um, Carmelo Hayes. Uh, as for the Rumbles, like I said, my pick is going to be Becky Lynch and CM Punk. I don't know what they're doing with uh, Cody Rhodes. I don't think he's winning back-to-back, but there's still a chance he could win. Uh, I hope this is enough information. I hope you guys win this week for the uh, your fantasy wrestling. And if you want to hit me up, Mike at RealWintry is my Twitter account. I can answer any fantasy wrestling questions. And just remember, you can't spell Wintry without W-I-N. Thank you for listening, and uh, hope you guys enjoy the Rumble about seven days from now. Thank you for listening. Bye.